You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. This segment is brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. At the start of the show, I had a chat with David Shapiro around the uncertainty that persists in 2024 and how we are uh, needing to navigate that ever so carefully. I'm joined on the line now by the portfolio manager at Alan Gray, that's Rory Kutiska-Jacobson, to take a look at this uncertainty and what it means for uh, investments, especially when we look at long-term investments. Good evening, uh, Rory. Thanks so much for taking the time. Before we get to 2024, let's start with 2023. Uh, What were some of the key things that stood out for you last year? Hi, good evening, Jimmy. Um, Thanks for having me. I think the things that really stood out for us in 2023 was it was almost a reversal of what we saw in 2022. So in 2022, you know, the market was extremely concerned about inflation. And I think at the start of 2023, most people were anticipating a recession of some kind, particularly in developed markets. And then as the year went on and inflation expectations kind of came off, we almost saw a reversal of what we saw in 2022. So in 2022, you know, more speculative, long duration assets sold off and then they had a massive resurgence in 2023. So if you look at the US market, for example, you know, the the, the highly valued tech sector, the stock sold off in 2022. And then in 2023, they really led the market, you know, companies like NVIDIA up over 200%, Tesla up over 100%, Apple up close to 50%, um, and even more speculative assets, you know, something like Bitcoin was up well over 100% last year. Mm. Rory, do you think a part of that was uh, market participants just being um, overly frustrated? We went through the pandemic. 2020 was rough. 2021 didn't get better. 2022, we thought was going to get better. It didn't. Do you think 2023 was also a lot of, or some of it had to do with uh, some pent up demand that was sitting there and and, um, investors and hedge funds and asset managers said, look, we haven't been able to actually make returns for the last couple of years. We're we're tired of this uncertainty and we want we want to get something back uh no actually i i I think it's something something quite different i think you know over the last several years just about the only place you've been able to make money is in the u.s and in particular the tech sector um and there's been huge volatility over the last year certainly from COVID. but i think a lot of people have gotten overly optimistic potentially about what they call the magnificent seven um, and so people are kind of chasing what has generated the returns over the last few years. Um, and then I guess because those assets sold off quite a lot in 2022, people got more excited about them. And as inflation started coming off even more so. But, you know, as we start 2024, I think there's a huge amount of positive expectation and sentiment built into some of those shares now. Rory, some of the markets didn't do so well uh, in 2023, uh, and uh, in particular, one that does come up is, is sort of the bond sector. I mean, we saw that the recovery on the bond market uh, is not what we thought it might be. Uh, did interest rate pressures have something to do with that? They did, yes. And, and, I, and I guess it's a little bit different depending on what markets you look at. But I mean, certainly in, in developed markets, um, as interest rates went up, over the last kind of 18 to 24 months of kind of generational lows and they haven't then subsequently come off yet you haven't seen that recovery in long duration bonds in emerging markets you've done a little better and i think that's probably because of the starting base where at the start of 2023 most emerging markets were yielding 10 11 12 percent plus and so even if there was volatility um in slightly longer duration names 
you kind of got at least 10 to 11 percent of income which could have offset some of the capital value that you would have lost mm. Rory, if we have to look ahead to uh, 2024, what what do you think the approach will be this year and how different will it be from the last couple of years that we've seen? Um, geez, I think if we've learned anything from the last few years is to kind of expect the unexpected. I mean, I guess to your earlier point, we've just been hit from every end in terms of, you know, 2020, there's COVID. I think that went on for much longer than most people anticipated. Then just as you were coming out of COVID, we had Russia invading in the Ukraine, massive spikes in, in inflation and energy prices, um, a complete reversal of some of the risks in 2023. And so we would say is, you know, continue to expect unexpected. I guess the world always continues to surprise. And the way we approach it then is to look at, well, how can you protect yourself against this uncertainty as you look at what are assets pricing in, which assets are discounting a potentially more dire outlook than others, um, and focus on the price you pay. And so if you can find assets trading at a significant discount to your estimate of intrinsic value, um, irrespective of what the underlying economic activity does or what kind of surprises come at you, if you've paid a sufficiently low price, then I think from an investment perspective, you can do all right. Rory, you touched on something around uh, underlying factors, and we we looked at a couple of those, and it's been a, a barrage of them throughout the years, um, and the conflicts do still uh, persist. And I want to draw your attention to one particular conflict that seems to be uh, wanting to surface, wanting to start up, and that's the the tensions we're seeing uh, in Iran. Um, we, we've gone through the tensions with Yemen and the the. the cl- disruptions in the Suez Canal, but now the tensions in Iran are particularly interesting because unlike other countries that have gone to war with America in the past, uh, Iran is a slightly more formidable uh, opponent than, or maybe not so, for, maybe not formidable, but um, they operate on slightly different uh, procedures and policies to the likes of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, would this sort of tension affect uh, something like the oil market quite significantly going into the new year? Um, I mean, that's a great question. I'm far from a geopolitical specialist. Um, but certainly one of the things we do worry about quite a bit is this kind of escalating tension in the in the Middle East. And also there's this, this growing divide between the West and the East. And, you know, certain countries are affiliating with, let's say, Russia and China on the East. And then you've got the US on the West. Um but I, I think the risks of, of, of escalating tensions in the Middle East is certainly heightened. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, if, as you kind of spoke to what's happening with, with the rebels, um, the Houthi rebels, Yemen and, and Iran potentially sponsoring a lot of the terrorism that we're seeing, um, it could certainly lead to greater volatility in energy markets. Um, which could then obviously lead to a second or third round of, of inflation, just as people are anticipating inflation coming off. And so certainly one of the things we're looking at is to what degree assets are discounting a benign inflationary environment. And we certainly want some degree of protection from from inflation. So we've got a bit of a barbell strategy when we're, when we're looking at assets and you want some that offer you real inflation protection um, in, in your portfolio. 
Rory, um, obviously with all of these investments and wanting to make uh, the right decisions, it, it always helps to have uh, quite a bit of knowledge to draw on. And something that we had uh, or something that we experienced in 2023 uh, was the loss of knowledge. Um, we, we lost uh, one of the greatest investment minds of our generation in uh, Charlie Munger. And I wonder, do you think that the investment community is a little lost without the wisdom of uh, guys like Charlie? Um, or do you think that they, they, their knowledge and their principles and their strategies are still carried on and what we, we, we can draw on from what they did before us and what they taught us uh, on how to approach a year like 2024 that is, as you rightly mentioned earlier, completely unpredictable? Yeah, I mean, look, so, so I think the world is a little bit less wise now that Charlie's not in it. He was kind of a one-of-a-kind... One character he always spoke frankly and, and bluntly um and the interesting thing is i think you know there's tons of books you can read about what to do in investments and how to be a successful investor and i think both charlie and, and warren have kind of spoken for years about what how they approach successful investing and how they've been able to achieve what they were able to achieve over the last 40 50 years and and the funny thing is it's not rocket science it's it's about mastering your emotions being disciplined um, focusing on the price you pay and, and controlling the factors you can control. And it's so in, in, in theory, it's actually quite easy, but I think in practice, it's extremely hard. And it's extremely hard because often the news flow um, and sentiment will be very different to what the correct decision is. Absolutely. Control what you can and expect the unexpected. Uh, thanks so much for that, Rory. That's Rory Kutiska-Jacobson, who's a portfolio manager at Alan Gray, on his thoughts around what investment lessons we can learn from the last few years and how those can be beneficial going into 2024. This segment was brought to you by Alan Gray. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.